Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio bro- Program. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen Cervantes. Yes, so thank you. Glad to be here, Jonathan. Glad you're here. And uh, listeners, before we dive into this week's session, um, I just want to mention a couple things. One is, you know, periodically we talk about uh, the fact that we are a listener-supported program. That means the only way that you're hearing us or seeing us is just because we've had faithful and generous listeners come alongside and support us, and we're so grateful. Um, and what's really cool is we've had listeners even from around the globe that can support us because uh, you can actually support us through PayPal as well. If you would, if you're, you know, you need a foreign uh, currency exchange or whatever. So that's another way that you can come alongside and support either with a one-time gift or we really appreciate monthly partners because that way um, we can rely on that income to continue to produce the program and distribute it all around the world. So if you want to learn more about how to donate to the ministry, you can go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. But something else that ab- absolutely helps us uh, and helps spread the, the news of this program that's absolutely free to do is if you would rate and review the podcast. Um, you can do this through Apple iTunes um, it's, or the Apple Podcast app. It's really easy to do. Basically, you just go to – you look up Pure Sex Radio, you subscribe – and then you can actually just rate and review the program. That helps to uh, sort of raise it in search rankings when people are searching for the program. Is this where they give us five stars? Is well, that, is we'd, we'd like it if you rated us five stars. Five stars. Don't waste your time. Five stars, yeah. <laughs> okay? If you're going there, let's let's get the program up. If it's a one star, just call me, please. <laughs> tell me tell me what the problem is. There, we want to hear about it. There you go. Send it, us so. an ugly text or an email. <laughs> but don't rate us one. We're going for the top. We, yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, um, Stephen, we're going to talk about rest or maybe the difficulty of rest, oh, especially yeah. for those who've developed an addiction. There's yes. just there's no rest for the addict, is there? No, no rest. rest for your body, your mind, your soul. Mm. Um, so let's go there. Where are we? What are we going to so, uh, talk about I, there? I got to tell you. So 21 years ago, I'm leading this men's group, right? And there's guys that have sexual struggles. And we're all just talking about how difficult it is. And and these, you know, life um, gets out of control. You get stressed. You get angry. You get lonely, tired. And you run away to an escape. And I'm watching this over and over. Everybody's telling me, well, uh, my wife's angry at me. I got stressed. So I went to look at some porn, you know. Uh, they don't appreciate me at work. Uh, I hate my job. So I look at porn. You know? uh, we don't have any money. And, uh, 
and and my wife come and said, "Look at porn." And I I don't know I don't know how to deal with live. I look at porn. It's like just you see this over and over and over, right? And I'm thinking to myself, well, I I wonder why you can't just rest. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just rest? You know, well, life is hard, so so rest. That does not exist in the mind of an addict. Yeah, I think there's a conditioning that goes on there, and part of it is the is the development of the addiction itself. the The cycle of addiction does not have rest built into it. It's always right. about pursuit. What's the next hit? What's the next right. you know thrill? So the more you're doing that cycle, it just it, the in fact in many ways the cycle gets shorter and shorter. So it's like there might have been at the early days of a development of an addiction, like a little bit of time between each hit or each experience. As it keeps growing, it just gets more frantic, more and more like when's the next one, when's the next? I mean, and as soon as you get whatever the hit is, very shortly, you're already looking for the next hit. No rest, no pause, no slow So it actually gets faster and faster and faster as you go. So it shortens, right? And the time in between is... You get better and better and quicker, and yeah. So, so I'm in a church setting, and I call the elders, and I say, "I need some elders to come in here and teach us about rest." Well, every one of the elders came in and talked about porn <laughs> and their porn story, and they weren't very good at rest either. Yeah, it's like universal. Yeah. So, and nobody I would, knows how to rest. That's just it. I was going to say, you know, you could if if uh, not. Most people that would be listening to this program are going to have some connection to some kind of sexual brokenness, right? Some kind of porn. But even those who don't, it's like, okay, you can translate this, what we're talking about, into almost any category. Problem at all. The the workaholic doesn't know how to rest. That's right. The the, the helicopter mom doesn't know how to rest. You know, I mean, just there's there's no rest. The perfectionist does not rest. The controller does not rest. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So maybe we should just start by, can we just all acknowledge... We don't know how to rest well. I mean, I think as a people, and maybe especially as a people in the Western world, in the United States, our whole, you know, consumeristic production-oriented society does not allow us to rest well. But we do know how to escape, Mm. right? And if you you think about rest and escape are two different things, right? Mm -hmm. So, So somebody will go turn the TV on and escape, but that's not really rest to take the busyness of your head going in one direction and to shift it to the busyness of this story in another direction, it's still not rest, right? Mm. It's distraction. Good, yeah. It's entertainment. It's busyness. It's, you know, and, and it's amazing to me how many people don't, don't like their own mind. They don't like their own thoughts. Yeah. It's like, turn on something quick, quick. If it's just quiet, just turn on something quick, right? Because I don't like to be with me. I need to distract me from me. Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, it makes me think about different seasons in my own life. Uh, Certainly, you know, when I was full-blown sexually addicted, there was absolutely no rest. And that was just, that's more like a frenzied, chaotic unrest. But I think even, even in seasons in my own recovery, where I wasn't acting out in those ways, but let's say I spent an entire day watching college football. You know what's weird? 
I could be motionless for eight hours and be exhausted. Wow, that's a good example. It's, it's like not if rest. It's, it's six o'clock in the evening and I get up and I'm, I'm like, I haven't moved all day and I feel I feel tired. Yeah. Like I don't feel energized. Not I don't refreshed. feel Yeah. And so I think there's a there's this false notion that rest is only like uh inactivity. Or like rest is only sleep even. Yes, 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 yes. And it's like, well, actually, rest. There's, there's a move. Some kind of movement also happens in real restfulness, right? Rest is not always inactivity or immobility. Right, right. But I'm thinking most people will just, you know, Netflix or t- television or whatever, right? They'll, they'll be motion. And that's the escape piece, but right? They'll be doing the escape piece, but that's not very refreshing. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. wasn't like I would get up from those days and be like, I feel energized. You know, yes, I feel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with rest comes like creativity and space and you can go slower. I mean, mm-hmm. those are the those are the plus sides of, of, of refreshment and rest. And so Jesus says, you know, take my yoke. Yeah. Right. And turn to my rest. And when you look at his life. You see there are times when there are crowds. He says, let's get in the boat and just go to the other side. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going up to the mountain. I got to get away. I need to enter some rest. Um, But one of the other things I think that's important to talk about this is, is what are the, what are the factors that sometimes lead to unrest? And I think one of them that we've got listed here uh, that I think is really important is that factor of fear, or we might even call it anxiety. Right. Like when when our our mind and our soul can't be at rest because there's a sense of worry, mm-hmm. you know, right. um, and and I have I've personally struggled with that over the years in my life of just a, just sometimes this this constant sense of unease within my own mind and heart because I'm 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 playing the I'm I'm riding the what if train, mm. yeah, but what if this or what if that or what if you know. And mm-hmm. I think anytime you get on that train, it's 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 fear motivated. It's an anxiety right. riddled type thing, you know. Yeah. So, in my world, we're all driven by fear. Okay. If you know your fears, and if you face your fears, and you get your fears to settle down and submit, then you can enter rest. But one, if you don't know you have fears. And two, if you don't know they drive you, then you just stay distracted, right? But we all have fears, and we all have one core fear, the big fear, right, of not being good enough, of failing, of being rejected, of no one wanting to be your friend. You mean each of us personally have one big fear? Okay. Yeah. And so not universally we all have the same big fear. No, no, no. Right. So I'm gonna tell you my fear and I want you to tell me your fear as best you can. I want you to tell me the one core fear that drives everything. Right. Because my fear would be that I'm not enough. Right? And some of you know some of my story. I'm Hispanic and and my dad dropped out of school in seventh grade, so he's not that smart. He works really hard. He teaches us to work hard, but but he doesn't share insights with us about life and living. And so I'm short. I'm Hispanic. We don't have that much money. Um, and, you know, I, I'm always trying to be more, feel like I'm enough. I want to be enough. I want, I want to be okay. 
And that that fear, even at this age, I'm 66. I just turned. Did I just turn 65? No. Yeah. So I, I <laughs> it's funny here. Sorry. But I just applied for my Social Security. So okay, yeah. anyway, so I'm a little fuzzy here. But uh, that whole idea that it's still with me, that mm-hmm. one that one thing, it's like you're not going to develop a new fear. Right, that's a core fear. Yeah, you're not going to pick one up a month from now that replaces that one, and and there isn't anything that happened a couple of months ago that was more powerful that laid down into your system a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say? Yeah, I would say that, um, and maybe you can help me figure out how to word it. Um, you know, I think that one of my my big fear is that. Uh, You'll figure out that I don't have it all together. I don't know how to state that. Yeah, so in other yeah, words, my yeah. my fear is that you'll find out that while on the surface the duck may looks like it's totally calm, I'm yeah. paddling like crazy underneath. Yeah, and I'm afraid that you're gonna that you're gonna think less of me, or you're gonna think that you know I, I'm not that good, or I'm not that talented, or I don't really I could never really succeed. You know, it's like I feel like that's kind of but but the, it's the like fear. you won't think I'm enough. Yeah, or you won't think I'm capable. Okay. Like if you go, if you saw, you know, if but you saw underneath. Is a very big, it's a very mature word. You have to put it in kid language, right? You won't think I'm enough to manage, to handle. To You, you won't think I'm enough. Yeah, that's probably good. You know, I'm going to make a mistake. And you think, hey, I thought he was really good. He's not enough. He's not, it's not... Right, mm-hmm. and so, so if you'll pay attention, that those fears are what keep us stirred up. Right, we're always trying to get ahead of the fear, or or uh, be be so good, make you like me, uh, make you comfortable. You know, uh, so I'm not good enough. So I try to be the pleaser. Is everybody happy? Is everybody happy? Make everybody right, so they'll think, you know, I'm I'm good enough. Right. So you have one system that runs hot on one issue, and that's where where we can't rest because that issue comes up again and again. Yeah, and I would say also, and maybe you can speak into this even more in terms of what you've seen in counseling, it, that is that is the thing that I think drives two two deals that we're talking about here. One is obviously if if I can't address that fear adequately, I won't be. I won't have rest in my soul, right. right? It'll gnaw back there. I always lay there. But the other thing that I see in this is, if I don't know how to address that fear well, I'm not going to have a depth of relationship with with people. In other words, with God, with, with God, with my spouse, with, with my, others. Yeah, right. and so it's like there's a real. It's a real wall there. I mean, it seems like that fear really creates a wall from like all the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, why? Because you have to stay behind the wall, and you can't. Well, because be if real? I don't, if what? I don't why address do we need the wall. Well, what I'm saying is, the fear creates the wall. Like, if I can't address but the that fear, fear, needs the wall for why? Why does the fear need the wall? No, for instance, if I have a fear, I'm not enough. Right. Guess what? I'm not going to tell you who I am. I'm not well, t- wait a minute. You just did, and you just tell no, everybody else. 
No, but what I'm saying is, and, 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 and I may have told everybody else, but I didn't give details. <laughs> you know. But the truth is, we have to bring the light right into yeah. the dark place, or you have to hide. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, and that's 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 the hiding. wall that I'm saying. Like, so again, if you if you have, um, but why wouldn't you just say your fear and be done with it, so we don't have to worry about it? So I have to wonder whether you're gonna look. I'm not enough. Okay, sometimes I don't think I'm enough. Does that make you change your thought about me at all? No. No, but that's my fear. And, and, and if I bring it to the light and I tell you, I think you're going to think less of me. And the reality right. is we're all sinners forgiven by Christ. We can't judge one another. Right. But if you don't speak it, it lays in there. And exactly. And that's what I'm saying is like, but you're, we're also talking here as men who've been working on this day and night for decades. You know what I mean? So sometimes the way we can talk about it, yeah. it, it feels maybe a little simpler for us because again, we've been, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the person out there that's going, okay, yeah, my fear, my core fear is I'm, I'm not enough. Yeah. And I can't imagine saying what you just said. I can't imagine how that could bring rest or how that could bring intimacy in a relationship by just saying, Hey, just state your fear. Yeah, okay, you know I mean? good. I appreciate so, you challenging that because the reality is if I never speak it, it lays back and haunts me. Yeah. But the day I speak it, half of it's gone. Right. And the other half is to say, Father, well, what do you think of me? You think I'm enough? Mm -hmm. And he goes, man, I picked you. I chose you. I know you. I wrote your name in my book. I have a place for you. That's what I think. Right. You're plenty for me. And if he thinks I'm enough, and you, broken creation, tell me one day, hey, you're not enough. I go, well, guess what? I know that's my weakness. And I already talked to the maker. And you know what he said to me? And you're broken humanity and I'm broken humanity. And I'm supposed to listen to you tell right. me I'm not enough. That's like a joke, okay? And that gets us back then around, I think, to the rest piece. Is when you do speak that and when yeah. you bring it out into the light, well, I'm not going to say that that's a comfortable process. In other words, it doesn't always feel good. No, to, no. And but, you won't always get the, the same response from other people. But listen, when you told your story, you told me the same thing. I don't want to tell this story because, but you went past that and you know what God has done in your life right. with your story. Yeah. Right? And so you, you, I, I think there's two, and this is interesting because you have to tell your story in life and you have to tell your worst fear. Yeah, that's good. And, and when you spray, speak it out, it's like, whew. and that's where I think then rest begins. Like when, because I agree with you, I do think we are all driven at the core by some kind of fear, right? Fear yeah, is fear is what right. drives us. But it's it's also that fear, if it's left unspoken or undealt with, that is going to keep us from the very rest we're talking about. This is why I think when you talk about. Hey, you call these elders in, it's like, well, we don't know how to rest either. <laughs> right. Because they've got a fear that maybe has also not been spoken or dealt with. And they use porn and they know their Bibles, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we need to, it's, it's that much more important that we create environments that are safe enough for somebody to actually then tell their story. But you know, so this is really interesting because I've been saying my core fear for a long time and now... You know, no. well, I guess for the last several years, I've been saying my core fear. And uh, that 
<laughs> so annoying. Yeah. There's a phone ringing in the background. And it rang on the last podcast. And I meant to get up at the break and get rid of it. So, Jonathan, I'm glad that everybody knows this is live radio. You probably can't even hear that phone. But Jonathan and I are looking at each other going, get that stupid phone and get it out of the room. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So where I was was the more I say my fear, the more I am free. Mm. And this is a great lesson for husband and wife mm-hmm. because everybody has a core fear. Mm. And just try to get this as good as you can, and God will help you refine it. And what'd you say yours was again? Just practicing it with you. I'm not enough. Yeah, I'm not enough. If, I'm if, not enough. if you knew me, you'd think I'm not enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the whole idea that as children, remember where we came up with this? We were powerless. We didn't have... Uh, we didn't have car keys or credit cards or adulthood or permission. We were, we, we, what do we have? Our rooms and ourselves and our sexuality. And, and I want to be enough, so I make up stories that, that I'm good in my fantasies. Mm-hmm. But, but the more you say, I don't know if I'm good. And, uh, you know, I'm afraid I'm really not that good. Then do you think you can say anything more painful to me than my fear being spoken. Right, yeah. No. Can you can you say you're stupid, you're dumb, you're ugly, I hate you, you know, you're immature, you're ignorant. And it's like, I beat me all my life. Yeah. You think you're gonna say one thing and hurt me when I can say my worst fear out? You know, it's interesting what you're saying here, because I, I do still want to keep this tied to rest, but it's as you're saying that I'm thinking, you know what? Could it be possible that the only or the core reason that we can even be offended by what somebody else tells us is because we have not spoken out our fear? In other words, nobody because knows. They're going to tap it, right? No, I've never spoken. I've never spoken it out, so nobody else knows what my core fear is. But obviously, it's driving my life. Yeah. But then you say something like, "You're stupid." And I get offended. Right, that's right. Because I tapped it. But see, I tapped but see, fear. if I'm if I get out, what I hear you saying is, if I get out ahead. In other words, if I'm first to reveal, hey, I'm not enough. That's yeah. my biggest fear. My biggest fear is that if you knew me, you would say you don't measure up. You're not enough. Well, and then I, if you say anything, it's yes. like, well, I've gotten out ahead of you. <laughs> so that's it's right. like <laughs> it's already out there, and then I can agree because the reality is, if somebody says you, hey, I'm not enough. Then you go, yeah, and I'm not enough either. Yeah. What the heck? Why do you think we need a God? We're not the gods. And what I'm hearing in this too is then if we can learn to even if dialogue that way, if we can have communities that are that free, yeah. then what I'm seeing is doesn't that already create a restfulness between you and me? That's right, because you know me. You know the deepest part of me. I've already spoken it, and you yeah. haven't abandoned it. See, my fear is a child fear. I won't have any friends, and nobody will like me. But the truth is, as adults, when we say it, it's the vulnerability thing. And everybody goes, wow, you too? Cool, me too. You can be my friend now yeah, because we can get in the inner space. And, and you know, I can say you're stupid, but you know, I already know you. And you'll <laughs> laugh when I say that because like, so are you. We're humanity. <laughs> I'm a broken pot. You're a broken pot. Yeah. And so it takes the power away from everyone from having power over me mm-hmm. because I need to please you. I need you to like me. And you know what? I, I, even as we're just talking about this, I'm, all, I, I'm just feeling more restful 
mm. already because it's kind of like, yeah, this isn't this what all of our hearts long for is yes. to be in a space where we know that we are known yeah. and that there's because you know me, there's nothing that could be said that could actually offend me. Or or cause me to think. Well, because you know my heart. And because I'm yeah, you know, and I'm stupid half the time anyway. And yeah. you're stupid, and so what? So what we're I'm hearing, guys. what I'm hearing here too, is then there's there's some of these on ramps to to more restfulness, and one mm. of them is 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 knowing and telling your story. But then you also said you got to know and tell your fear, your deep fear. Remember, yeah. everybody has one deep fear, and it, and you have to know your deep fear, or you live in torment your whole life. Mm. That's that's good. And so the whole idea is, you know, and and so when you you think about somebody that's out there trying to be really good, right? They're afraid. They're always trying to be so good, and they're afraid that they're not going to be that good. It's exhausting. Yeah. Right? But if we could come at this from, look, I'm a guy. You're a guy. We're humanity. There is a God. We're not the God. And and we all have painful pasts, and we're trying to run and get ahead of our painful past. That life was hard when we were young, mm-hmm. and so that that you know the thing that grounds us is in our humanity, right? Is that we're imperfect, and fear drives everything. So, so uh, we we went off on a bit of a tangent, but I think it's but it's totally connected to re- whether you're going to have restfulness in it's your being. Absolutely critical. That's yeah. right. Because most people don't know I have a cool fear. And if I bring it to the light, I can be set free. But I've been hiding it all my life and trying to make sure nobody ever says it to me. And if nobody says it to me, at least it's quiet. It never goes away until you face it. But I think that's why I think we've made it abundantly clear that that true rest is not found merely in like inactivity or even even just like sleep. We're saying... Man, true rest is connected to your soul, right? It's connected to your mind, and Absolutely. and and what's going on there related to your your brokenness and your fear. And I would even say, I think fear and shame live yeah. together a that's lot, right. you know. So I think that's another area to address in order to really find rest is right. deal with well, your shame because because we have failed, and we're trying to not be seen as failures. Then we have a second layer of shame that says, well, don't be stupid today. Don't say anything. Don't embarrass yourself. You know what you did last time. Don't do that again. Why do you always screw up? Don't screw up. That's the shame. Mm -hmm. But the fear is underneath it. And then we have another language on top of that. But to be set free, Christ said, hey, I just want you. Well, what if I'm not enough? But doesn't have anything to do with you. It has everything to do with me. I'm love, okay? Got it? I'm love. That's the only thing I know to do, and I do it all the time, unless I need to do a little judgment. But I am love. When I show up, I want to love. That's who I want to be. And you just show up, and you got it. You get your ticket because of who I am. Mm-hmm. Not because you're good or you said it good. It's like, and, and that's, what's the setting captives free thing? It's this. It's the deepest place in our soul. Mm-hmm. To, to be able to say, you know what, this has scared me all my life. It's like, eh, it's not that scary. So hey, tell me again, tell me again. You don't think you're enough? Okay, go ahead, tell me again. Okay, because I, the maker, I pronounce you enough. Right, yeah. Then it's like, is the boy program of fear going to win? Or is the father's filling 
and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Is that going to win? So what would you want to say in our closing couple of minutes of just kind of a word of encouragement for no, a person? No, I'm not saying anymore. I've said plenty. You yeah. tell me <laughs> what your takeaway is and what you're going to do with it. Well, I'm just thinking about the person out there that's going, I have never even tried to verbalize or, or articulate what my deepest fear is. And I know I've got unrest in my soul. And I'm just thinking, you know, where do they start? How do they get? So, okay, run around, get a room by yourself and say, I don't like myself. I don't like myself. I think I'm stupid. Keep saying things out loud till you get to the line that is most true. Mine is I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I don't want anybody, I make mistakes. Oh no, I don't want you to see my mistakes because you won't like me. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Because when you say it, you're literally saying it to heaven. Yeah. And you're getting out of your system. And you're saying, you have tormented me all my life. You're not going to scare me anymore. I will conclude I am not good enough. And then we can be done with it. I'm not good enough to save myself, to be everybody's best friend. I'm not good enough. Yeah, that's good. I think my takeaway is I'm going to go home and tell my wife, hey, you know what my deepest fear is? And I'll say, it's I'm not enough. And she'll roll her eyes and say, I've known that for years. (laughs) No, I love that you said that because I want you to say that. And then I want you to ask your wife what her deepest fear is. Yeah, yeah. And and then you say, okay, I'm going to say my fear to you. And you say, yeah, and I still love you. I know that. And then you tell me your fear, and then I'll say, yeah, and I love you too. This is one of those things, too, where I think, uh, you know, we talk in this ministry all the time about how when you peel the layers back, we're actually more alike than we are different. Yes. I think it would be, I think most couples would be astounded at maybe how close their deepest fears actually are. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. You know. And one of us is a pleaser and the other is a control freak. Right? And so but underneath that yeah. is the same. But the outside is And so I think the encouragement to everyone out there is, you know, this has potential to bring great rest not only to your own soul, but also in your relationships. Yes. When we absolutely. learn to speak this way to one well, another. It's intimacy. It's the greatest yeah. intimacy to say your fear and to be safe and to be loved, even though you have the fear. Yeah, that's true intimacy. Well, everybody, we we know that we've probably just opened a huge can of worms, but hopefully this has given you some insights into how you can even begin to address your fears and really pursue rest in a, uh, in a really effective way, not just a superficial way, not just doing things to deal with symptoms of unrest, but actually to get to the root of where your unrest is in your mind and your soul. Uh, We'd love to hear from you and help you along the way, so please reach out to us at puresexradio.com or on our Twitter feed at puresexradio. And until next time, have a great week. Thank you, and God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.